on the second season finale of the Third Gallon Podcast. You know, for kids. <laughs> for kids. <laughs> you know, for kids. After some masterful sleuthing. Our primo sleuth de- detective folks. Uh, you keen investigators. Yeah. You liar. Let me let me fix this for you. We're idiots. Uh, uh, we floundered until the DM told us something was a hint. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Intrepid Inc. has their suspect cornered. She says, Wait, what is this? Some sort of trick? Lawyer, it is. You best step in here. Can they finally stop these murders once and for all? We can just kill somebody. Just, we can just kill somebody. Grab a Redanian from the sewer. <laughs> hey, I need to borrow you. Shank. Shank. Stay tuned for the thrilling conclusion. We're talking here like it's the last episode. We're strong. We're doing great. We're all going to die. Now. Hey everyone, it's Derek here again, and I just wanted to remind all of you that next week we're going to be doing Catching Up for Season 2. Catching Up is like our little meta show where we get to talk about a season that we just played and our thoughts and feelings coming away from it. And if you have any questions or comments for us, uh, you can still get a response in. Go check the link to the Google form in the description of this episode or on our social media uh, and get your responses in by the end of the day on Friday, June 17th. There's not a lot of time left, but you can definitely still get a response in. Also, as a reminder, we're going to be announcing what we're going to be playing in Season 3 on Catching Up next week. Uh, We've already been working on Season 3 for quite a while at this point, and we're super stoked to announce it for you guys. Um, And on a personal note, I just I wanted to thank all of you for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed our little Witcher campaign as much as we have. Uh, We've had a ton of fun making this season uh, and playing the Witcher RPG, and we really feel pretty lucky that we get to try new games like the Witcher RPG and share it with you guys. So thank you. Uh, Anyways, we've got a fun finale for you today. So without any further ado, please enjoy season two, episode 23, Something Ends, Something Begins. Well, hello, my name is Derek, and I'm the GM. That's not Let's how I sound. talk about things but before we play. That's not how I sound. That's how you sound to me. <laughs> well, hi there. Hey, hey, everybody. How are we doing today? I'm all right. Oh, this is weird. I don't like starting an episode. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had now, a fun topic that I had to think about. Now I'm the only one who hasn't started one. Oh, pressure's Uh-oh. on. So... What do you want to talk to us about, Jacob? We have played a lot of role-playing games. and we've, we've actually played a, a number of different role-playing games. But the thing I've noticed is a vast majority of them are a fantasy setting. <laughs> uh, I let's, think... Let's, let's count through it real quick. Pathfinder... Uh, 3.5, D&D 3.5. D&D 5e. Mm-hmm. Forbidden Path, Lands. Forbidden Lands, Pathfinder. Yeah. So that's four. Uh, um, and then Witcher RPG. Witcher I believe Drow has done Pathfinder 2E. Uh, a very little bit. But, but yeah. it's, it's it, I mean, if they've touched it, we're counting it. Yeah. Um, and even a lot of the games we've considered playing uh, are 
also, for the most part, fantasy. Right. I think the only game I can think of that we've played that is not fantasy or only would be Starfinder. And that's kind of a sci-fi fantasy. We even did a fantasy take on the wrestling spinoff of Powered by the Apocalypse that you ran in your homebrew game. That's right. But <laughs> I mean, that one was already fantasy. So you take that there. But the thing of it is, we all seem to really enjoy fantasy as a genre. And that's probably one of the reasons we got into uh, D&D slash Pathfinder real well. So my thought was, what is the first fantasy media that you really actually enjoyed? Because not everybody enjoys it right off the bat, uh, but we've all come to enjoy it. And, and here's the thing. I'm thinking like medieval fantasy. I'm not thinking Harry Potter with magic, but modern day. I'm, I'm thinking actual medieval fantasy. Modern day? Well, Harry Potter's modern day-ish. Uh, yeah, so I'm more like classical like when fantasy. It came right. out, I don't know the time period for Harry Potter, but they had cars and stuff and electric Fair lights. Sure, yeah. it's close enough to modern. I'm, my my, I, I'm thinking Lord of the Rings type fantasy, okay. that style. So, and uh, because I thought of it, I'll go ahead and mention mine first. Also, just in case somebody else has it, so I can say it first. <laughs> um, but to the best of my recollection, my first real enjoyable taste of fantasy was the book series Aragon. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And, you know, you look back in hindsight, and a lot of people say it wasn't written very well, which I'm not going to... It gonna, wasn't. I'm not going to argue against. I'm sure you were really happy when the movies came out. I... <laughs> How to make Jacob angry. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Granted, I, I agree, and I wasn't the biggest fan. I've always been a big fan of Big Worlds, which is why I like Star Wars, and you could argue Star Wars or fantasy, but once again, that's kind of more sci-fi. It's sci-fi fantasy, yeah, but more sci-fi. Modern, got uh, They're flying! They're, it's spaceships! That's even more modern Technology. than cars! Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not counting ah. Star Wars. And, and Aragon's world was big enough to think about it and to be entertaining, and even though the main character is a Big old Mary Sue. And and I have nothing against Mary Sue. I Sue's. would skip Aragon's chapters or skim them yeah, for information. Aragon's chapters were not the funnest. I liked his brother who was just human doing human and he kicked butt. His brother was um, awesome. But I really enjoyed Aragon. And then after that, I mean, everybody ends up liking Lord of the Rings and and stuff like that. It sounds I, so defeated. Aragon, that's because it's Aragon. Just the movie made me sad, man. <laughs> and I tried to go back and read it, and I couldn't get through all of it, which makes me a little sad. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, it happens. The author needed to polish his writing before he wrote that. But uh, Aragon was my first big taste that I really enjoyed of fantasy, and I loved it. I really, really loved it, and I waited for the books when they came out. I was hungry for them. Aragon had, it was medievalish. it had magic, it had dragons, it had monsters. It was very fun. I liked it. Who wants to go next? Do I have to pick someone? Do you need, I need so, you to raise your hand. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, of course, my first real introduction to fantasy was The Lord of the Rings. Uh, uh -huh. But the first time I really sought out fantasy was a a book called The Oaken Throne. Oh. Mhm. Mm and it was it was like a a political struggle, assassinations were happening, there was magic, there was violence, there was forbidden love and it was about squirrels and bats. Ooh. <laughs> okay, can I read you the the first sentence 
uh, that I found when I Googled this. Sure. The Oaken Throne is a dark fantasy novel for children. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That sounds fun. So not to like spoil a book that came out in 1993. (laughs) And I thought mine was going to be old. But uh, one of one of the love interests does die. He, he just dies and he dies heartbroken too. Ooh. Yeah. It's, Spicy. it is the most sad fucking thing. So to give a synopsis of the last part of the book, there's a big battle between, I, there's a big battle between the bats and the squirrels. Cause they hate each other. You know, they both live in trees. They're trying to take over somewhere. One's nocturnal. Uh-huh. One's dayturnal. <laughs> dayturnal. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> It's diurnal. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Warframe, no, you diurnal. Warframe taught me that. Oh, daytonal. No, it, that, the correct. Go ahead. Go on. Go on. Sorry. Ignore us. So you know, <laughs> being that it's a being that it's a a, a cutesy book with, that focuses on true love and whatever, the whole battle is distracted by a magical kiss between the leading oh. lady and the knight who defended her. And uh, the squirrel kisses a bat, yes. And then her mother (laughs) is killed. Uh, So she has to take up the throne and she's like, I cannot be with you. Like, I am ruling a fucking place now. So he wanders off. He's fucking heartbroken. A stranger offers him a drink. Uh, Uh And it turns out that the stranger is the spirit of the evil guy that they had slain. And he just got fucking poisoned. So he dies out in a field and nobody knows where he went. You know, for kids. <laughs> for kids. <laughs> you know, for kids. Jeez. I have never what? heard such a more on-brand introduction to fantasy for you <laughs> in your life. It sounds about right. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Lord have mercy. Wow. Man, I feel I feel bad now. <laughs> but it's coffee. so perfect for I you. also played World of Warcraft. Listen. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. It could also, it could be worse. It could be Bridge to Terabithia. Uh, isn't that too modern though? I mean, for I, for I, mean, I would say so, I, but it's kind of like a Chronicles of Narnia type situation where right. I some would dare fantasy. say that this book was sadder. Really? Yes. I, 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 no, I, I hear it. you. I hear you. Um, there was also another book that was really really sad. It was about sled dogs. I read that without my mother's knowing. Oh, and. Uh, no. And it was this kid who had just an old like farm dog that he was taking in a sled race. <gasps> yeah. Oh, we had yeah. to read that for school. Yeah. And her heart fucking explodes. Oh, right yeah. After it's the so finish, sad. Right before the finish line. Yeah. 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 That sounds familiar. That's awful. Yeah. yeah. That was a sad book. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. It's and, a good book. And the boy picks up her body and drags it across the finish line. And the guy oh, who's supposed to be like yeah. the bad guy villain yeah. is like, no one crosses that finish line except Before for the boy. that kid. Yeah. yeah. And then oh, he got man. a new dog. It's, it's really funny though, because <laughs> before that, the boy was looking at the, the quote unquote bad guy's dogs and the bad guy just comes up and he fucking clocks him. And I mean, if you are just treating that like equipment that you are going to be racing with, I understand. A lot of people probably poisoned dogs. Yeah. yeah. So he was just being cautious, but I feel like that's a kid. Eh, like, a if it's good for the adults, it's good for the kids. I mean, I mean, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't kill him. It was good for and the we saw that he was perfectly willing to kill. 
Uh, so that's fine, I guess. It really made you feel like, oh, that's a bad guy. But then he did the whole respectful thing. Yeah. And maybe he's not as bad, or at least he takes his racist seriously. Respect plus it's, plus. No, I don't remember what it was called, but that actually, that's a good book. It's not fantasy, yeah. but like, yeah, you, no, you that was, it was real just well a, into that one. It was just a sad book. It was just, just a sad s- fucking book. Yep. No, I'm sad. So how'd you get introduced to Fantasy <laughs> Cat? Oh, I'm sad. Um, so <laughs> fantasy was not a big thing in my house. Um, and so, of course, you know, following everything, I didn't do a whole lot of fantasy. But then I became an avid reader and I picked up practically everything. And so the first thing that came to my mind, what was my opening to fantasy, was a book called The Blue Sword by Robin McKinley. Um, it follows a girl named Angarad, uh, which is, she calls herself Harry, a recently orphaned young woman to a remote desert outpost in colonized Damar, where her brother is stationed in the homeland military. When she meets Korlath, the mystical king of the Damarian hillfolk, Harry discovers her own magical powers and the destiny that leaves her to save Damar from invasion. That's a little synopsis. Is this, um... I, I understand this is fantasy, but is this that kind of subgenre of fantasy? There's some role-playing games around. I can't remember the like proper term for it, but like for lack of a better term, uh, Bronze Age fantasy? Um, I'm not 100% certain. Uh, it, it's, uh, it is set in like a colonized type world, but there are people who legitimately have like straight magic in this world. Right, but like, you know... Bro, I'm just trying to think of how to describe it. Like, the, I cannot remember the name of this role-playing game, but like, uh, you know, this would be kind of a fan, uh, a, fan, a Bronze Age kind of fantasy would be like ancient Greek sort of level of oh. development. No, this is more like, but with magic and stuff. This is more like a analog to the British taking over a place. Uh, um, so this is more like colonial yeah it's more of like a colonial era fantasy but renaissance but like because like the the um the invasion invading force has like guns and such ah okay okay um but these people have sword i'm pretty sure they have guns but like they have swordsmen with horses and war horses and such they're more tribal if i remember correctly they're like they're like a um a nomadic tribal people yeah but no, that was my first foray into the fantasy world. And of course, you love magical it. girl with a sword, and it has the cats. The and smart there's cats. and they have hunting cats, <laughs> and the cats follow them around. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have my own hunting cat. It was awesome. So that was what got me into fantasy. I remember at that point, I was I was stuck. I found every book I could by the same author, and enjoyed almost all of them. Um, it was good. Did nice. you guys ever read The Last Dragon? No. Last that dragon? one was also sad. There no, was I'm, a two-parter to it. And that's not the right Last Dragon. And it starts off with like this little kid elf being like rescued and toted about by two adult humans. Oh, I never read that one, but I would see it in the library all the mm-hmm. time and oh, keep okay. telling myself one day, but I never did. And then... I don't know, I don't remember how it happens, but both of the humans that he was with, who sort of started treating him like like family, fucking die. <laughs> uh, so he's alone again. Oof. And yeah. they also managed to have a kid who got orphaned. Nice. So another nice. oof. What is this, an indie video game? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm man. still just thinking about the exploding dog. 
sorry, I see. Why um, is it always dog? Why is it always dog? Always dog. One of the last dragon books is called Firestar, and it just makes me think, oh, warriors. Oh, uh, we don't have time to talk about warriors. Yeah, uh, we warriors have, already, was sad too. We've already done that one. Yeah. I Dang need. It. I need to express exactly one thing that uh, absolutely ruined me when it happened: the unceremonious death of Snow Kit. Oh, you're you're thinking of the same one, right? The the deaf, the little uh-huh. deaf kitten that did uh-huh. not hear the hawk uh-huh. that got picked up, and we it never hurts. heard from it again. Brutal. Yes, wow. That's why I went. Oh, mm-hmm. tiny little kitten. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. Killing kids and killing kittens. And what is this an video game? <laughs> Recently, I saw a TikTok oh. that was just this little cat being held up in claws, looking over the world, and he was like, "Wow, this is beautiful. This is amazing." But I can see my mother down there. Why is he? Why is she crying? No! Don't do that to my heart. Yeah, I know. You fly in the sky. Do yeah. die. <laughs> so that happy yeah. note, Derek. Uh, I didn't like fantasy for a very long time, or yeah. rather, I was in very indifferent to it for quite a long time. Your whole shtick was sci-fi. 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 Yeah. I, Star Wars, clo- uh, stormtroopers, and whatnot. I was very into Star Wars. I mean, I still like Star Wars, oh, but yeah. that was my John for a long part yeah. of my life. But my first, I guess, piece of fantasy media that I consumed a lot of, this definitely didn't get me into it, but was a big part of like stuff I watched and audiobooks and other stuff as I consumed as a kid would be the Chronicles of Narnia. I, I think yeah. we went through all the audiobooks or like I got, they were read to me as a child and they were fun books, but I never remember being like super into them. There were a couple I liked. Um, I, I didn't get to read them until I was in middle or high school. I remember liking them a whole lot. They're fine, um, but I the ones I or rather at least the one I really remember liking was never turned into a movie or big and popular. I loved the horse and his boy. Oh that my goodness, good nobody yeah. I liked that one. You liked that one? That was my favorite. That by one far. was one of my favorites of them. Yeah, that was and a great it wasn't going to get turned into a book or anything like I mean to a movie, but it was good. Yeah, I liked that one, but that one didn't. Again, that just like that book. I never that would get me in a fantasy. Um, a couple of my friends growing up, I think like the red wall series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, I think I read or listened to one of the books. It was fine. Never really got me into it. Lord of the Rings was coming out, uh, when I was a kid, I didn't really care. I, I thought it was like cool. Played some of the like PS2 video games. And, and if it helps, it doesn't have to be a book. Most of ours was, but it doesn't have to be. Right. A book. No, but like what I think the first moment that I really found myself enjoying fantasy was in middle school, I just, I don't know if it was like going around in my film group or not, but I just decided to read The Hobbit because ah. that wasn't in a, turned into a movie yet. So I got it from like the, my local library and read it. And it was amazing. I couldn't put it down. Uh-huh. It was an amazing book. I really, really, really enjoyed it. And then I think after that, I started reading the Lord of the Rings book. I stumbled through the fellowship and had to deal with that unfortunate character who I will not name. Oh, you he mean, who shall not I be named. You and that I was the one that brought you into You need fantasy. to bleep that out. And I, after I read the, I think I read the first two books of Lord of the Rings and enjoyed the movies a lot more. Um, but <laughs> yeah, like I, I, that made me like appreciate fantasy, but I don't think I really got off the deep end 
like it, that was part of it, but I really went off the deep end more whenever I finally sat down and played Skyrim and that was in like college. Yeah. Um, like I liked Lord of the Rings. I appreciated fantasy, but it, I didn't care about it the same way I cared about like sci-fi and then I played Skyrim and that was like a lot of fun. And then even after that, you tried to drag me into Dungeons and Dragons and I thought it was interesting, but I didn't really get what a role-playing game was. Uh-huh. I liked board games. And then I, I think it was tiny Tina's. Yeah. I was about <laughs> to say, cause that's not my uh, I, I only remember, thing, yeah. but tiny Tina's assault and dragons keep the expansion for borderlands two was what not only cemented my love for fantasy, like more so even than Skyrim did, but get me actually interested in tabletop role-playing games. Yeah. I remember cause it was your roommate in college had like yep. mentioned casually. Shout out to and, Jack. If you listen to the that's show, that's right. I <laughs> uh, had mentioned casually dungeons and dragons. I was like, I have the starter set. Yeah. <laughs> you just, and him we were just, super we into just gotta it. Get Derek Fucking interested. Nerds. And then borderlands. Two I remember DLC, that was my Tiny first Tina's attack on dragon keep came out. Yeah. I was like, if I can, if Derek enjoys this, that could be it. My first yeah. <laughs> when Jacob mentioned that was, oh, oh, are we nerds? Yeah, oh, please. And, and they they got me reluctantly to join in, and was, then I just realized I could live out all my medieval fantasy I, world dreams. You know, Lord of the Rings is a really important piece of media in terms of getting people or reviving the fantasy genre. Yeah, but I don't. I think you can really, I don't think people appreciate how important tiny Tina's assault and dragons keep was, was <laughs> to getting people into D and D because that came out right before fifth edition started coming out. Yeah. And that's what made me open to trying it out. You and Jack were really into it and it took a while before I came around to being interested. And that was a big part of it. Um, drow here wasn't into it at all. I remember, I think I was trying to get us our, our original game started and you had no interest in it uh, until you played. I finally got you into Borderlands and then yeah. you played through Tiny Tina's Assault and Dragon's Keep and it hit you over the head yeah. like a club. And then the Hobbit movie, uh, one of the Hobbit movies came out at the same time. And then a few months after that, we started the game uh, that, you know, brought this group it together. Started everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel bad that I missed Jack. You brought him up because he got into this a lot earlier than I did. And I never really got to partake in tabletop stuff with him. Jack was there when we did our first playthrough of the 3.5 beginner box set. Right. It was you, him, me, and your sister was there for a good bit, if not all of it. Right. And then after that stuff happened and that was i'm pretty sure the only time we got to play with jack and i and know it is in strong part because of jack that we all ended up playing right yeah. uh, or path or what we play yeah and like uh, i know because the him and his wife has have visited us once before and i know they have a really active tabletop group or at oh, least from last time i talked about it that's good and like you know we we've gone off the deep end and started a goddamn podcast about this <laughs> and i've barely ever i haven't even got to play with them so i i jack if you're out there and you listen to this thank you for beating me over the head into this hobby uh less thank you for ending me up making a podcast but the hobby's great and i wish i could play with you again but yeah so yeah that is so most of us found our love of fantasy through books yeah yeah and then it continued it through books is for me at least because i love the lord of the rings movies but i mean we talk about Aragon, we talk about. I read that's different subject books because I could go on and on about the fantasy books I've read, but uh, we all have learned to really enjoy it. 
we all love it. And that's why we play what we play. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny um, because part of this, what I wanted to do with the show, you know, is try new games uh, where we can do some learning and teach people how to play new games because, you know, we want to expose people to more systems. And I kind of want to genre hop a little bit because I think a big part of trying new things is uh, learning new systems to do different genres. But we, we've we stuck to fantasy so far. And we've every time we talk about a new season, we always bring up like other things that are not fantasy, but just things happen uh-huh. and timelines work out and it just keeps bringing us back to it. <laughs> I mean, I would argue, I know they're fairly similar, but Witcher and Forbidden Lands are different tastes of fantasy. And I think they are significant enough not only mechanically, but like uh, in terms of, you know, the way they portray fantasy to be interesting. But yeah, I, I feel, I think we just, we have this soft spot for it. I know it, some podcasts I listen to, like the Adventure Zone, whenever they moved away from fantasy or adjacent, I had a harder time sticking with it, mm-hmm. which is weird because I like other genres of content, but I, I guess I just have this big fantasy soft spot that can never get enough content. Yeah. <laughs> I... Uh, I was reading over the synopsis of the Oaken Throne and there's so much fucked up stuff that I forgot about. (laughs) (laughs) You know what we should honestly try on the show sometime? I'm not done yet. Uh, (laughs) So they sacrifice an entire realm of like civilians (laughs) as a distraction. (laughs) Dang. Yeah. I got yeah. a crazy realization Oof. after you. Calm down, there, um, commandership. My favorite fucking genocide on the I forgot that there that one of the the nice quote unquote NPCs in this book. It's 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 it fills the NPC role. You yeah, know what I, I mean? I, I know what you mean. Yeah, had leprosy, and he was a, he was a mole. Oh. And as soon as I rem as soon as I read leprous mole, I was like, oh my god, that's the guy who dug so hard and so fast that all of his fingers fell off. Mm. Mm. Good for kids. Uh-huh. Good for kids. I'm- uh I also forgot that she was like, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this queenship. I need you to fuck off now. So he goes, he dies, and then she's like publicly, I've decided I don't actually want to be queen. And she goes and finds him and he's already dead. <laughs> as much as I hate to end this this enjoyable discussion on our our uh, storied history with fantasy as a genre. We got an episode to get through, and I think uh, this is going to be the last one oh. for season two. Oh, yeah. I feel a little sad. A little. A little bit. So uh, without love. any funny jokes or elder, Elden Ring messages, let's get into this. Love, Nug. Long ago, the worlds collided in a cataclysm known as the conjunction of the spheres. But then everything changed when the when fire, the fire nation nation attacked. attacked. Chaos filled the world as vampires, ghouls, trolls, humans, and other monsters poured into the Fire Nation. Wait. The, uh, the witchers, the mutated by magic and alchemy, were created by human mages to steam the tide. Steam? Oh, God, it's that's still right. In there. Uh, <laughs> hundreds of years later, monsters are rare, but evil remains. As war ravages the northern kingdoms, dangerous monsters lurk without and within. In the, in the world of lands. the Witcher. The world of the Witcher. You stopped it. You no. stopped you that. the last episode. <laughs> you stopped Stop that. that. <laughs> oh, man. We're going back to the Forbidden Lands, everybody. Don't say that. <laughs> that would be so exciting. We are not. That's our, that's our Patreon show. We're not. <laughs> uh, to Patreon show. What are you? Um, I'm Jacob. 
when we last left our, our group of adventurers, uh, our, our primo sleuth de- detective folks, uh, keen investigators, yeah. you liar, you had <laughs> very successfully and professionally tried to figure out what the fuck was going on with all this. Uh, and you were very convinced that there was a monster hiding at the bottom of this. Uh, oh, you're being generous. Let me let me fix this for you. We're idiots. Uh, uh, we floundered until the DM told us something was a hint. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. No, you thought there was a demon spider in the big magical green pit. As far as we know, there still could be. There, there still could be. Uh, but you instead. Uh, came to the realization that someone was killing these officers and escaping through the sewers uh, and you had some loose evidence of some of the priestesses of Melitla loose evidence is right being uh, (laughs) in the sewers uh, (laughs) via the hidden lab you found Um, and you tried to seed some rumor of Baron Anselberg's return and you caught one of them returning to his house. It was the peppermint yeah. one, right? It was the peppermint flower, yes. Yeah. Not the not the I Gwent one. I don't remember any of their actual names. Uh, her name was Anigia. That um, doesn't matter. And <laughs> you caught her coming into the lab. That's where we uh, last left off with you guys. But we have something very important to do on this last episode <gasps> of season yeah. two. Oh. We gotta do XP. Oh, <laughs> our last XP. <laughs> Go ahead and take s- uh, six improvement points. Sure, we can't get like twelve. It's the last episode. Uh, <laughs> you know, do we deserve that if, many? Seriously? No, no, no. We were very bad. We last floundered. Episode. Yeah, I was about to say if if you guys had uh, if uh, we hadn't fucked up as much, if if things had gone, let's say differently, last episode, I'd consider it. But uh, given the uh, the quality of the investigation, I'm going to say. Uh, take six. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. I used all of it already. So I'm, I'm curious before we start actually, you know, playing this game that we record, uh, I want to go around, uh, see what you spent it on and kind of like where some of your core stats are here at the end. Uh, let's start with Nug. Nug, uh, Nug, I have built him so far in this game to basically just be a powerhouse. Uh, his swordsmanship is at eight, and when he swings with his cord specifically, he swings at a 19 total. Wow. I just got his dodge up to seven, so his dodge is 17 total. Wow. Um, and then he's got, you know, other skills. That's really interesting. I think we were looking at some of the stat-blocked NPCs. Uh, he, yeah, if in the beginning of the, if we're talking about like how we compare to some of the pre-made characters in the, be- in the beginning of the core rulebook, you see stat blocks for some of the named people from the Witcher 3 video game. Uh, like Vernon L- Loach? Roach. R- Roach. Uh, Le- Letho. Uh-huh. Gary himself, <laughs> uh, Triss, yeah, a, a good number of them. And the only people that Nug did not have better stats for like actual fighting in were the Witchers themselves. Yeah, but th- every other man at arms he could beat. Yeah, or I think you were I think you were um, stronger in terms of swordsmanship than uh Vernon Roach. Yes. It's pretty crazy to think about. And then just for the fun of it, I got, you know, three of Nug's professional skills up to five. They've never really played much of a big... I don't think I've rolled any of them, uh, but I've never yeah. had to. So, you know, Nug just wound up being exactly what I wanted. Dumb smack. Yeah. 
sometimes that's what you need in a party. You need very dumb but big smack. Yeah. Uh, and it fills the role. Uh, Ineth, where are you sitting at here at the end? Well, with Ineth here, I have her set. Um, I added to her dodge escape. Uh-huh. So now her dodge escape is at five. Okay. I also... No, I'm sorry. That was already there. My bad. Um, it was uh, her archery. I upped her archery one last time since she had so many fiascos with her <laughs> arrows. I thought that was quite role play appropriate. Right. Um, and then added some resist coercion for her. I gotcha. Now, unlike Nug, uh, you have used your profession skills extensively. That was kind of the whole point of choosing a craftsman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've 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 gotten every bit of use out of all of them. I'm sort of oh, surprised yeah. that I ended up with so much swordsmanship and fighting because I could have spent double points upping my crafting even right. more. But my crafting ended up being level seven, which means I had to spend double points per each one. It's not bad, though. So um, it got high up there. She has crafting alchemy I never used. I wish I had known I wasn't going to use it. I'd have pumped it somewhere else. But uh, I'm kind of impressed that my craftsman ended up with swordsmanship of seven, and that's just the ranks. That's not including... um, Right. The reflexes score. So it's also a little bit easier to invest in than some of your crafting stuff because it's not a double cost yeah. skill. Yeah. So, yeah. But then again, one of her her story things was Nug and her met because she wanted a chance to get better at swordsmanship because uh, she has an enemy and mm-hmm. she got better at swordsmanship. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that. Uh, Viverwin, I know you've had to bank uh, improvement points a lot to spend on different things. Yep. Uh, the the whole thing that Viverwin was about was being able to sling a spell. Right. And that's what she became good at. Yeah, I think your spell casting's like what? Six. Six? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. especially for a double cost uh skill, that's that's Intense. a lot yeah. to to invest in. And then on top of that, you spent a a heap of improvement points to get teleport uh in the mid game. So I definitely did. Yeah. I definitely did. Yeah, that's that's the thing, you know, people I see talking in the forums about how uh, mages are very strong in this game. They're slow to grow. Yeah, and I definitely agree, um, but you really have to do a lot of improvement point investing or have a, uh, a GM or scenario that gives you access to things like places of power so that you can use them to gain more spells and stuff like that because... Basically, you have to spend twice as many skill points to get your core, you know, roll to attack and useful skills up. And then on top of that, you also have to spend this mound of improvement points just to get new spells. But yeah, I mean, the uh, Viverwin's been clutched this game. Oh, absolutely. Totally. Like that fat that we it doesn't come out very or rather we don't dwell on it a lot but your magic healing ability oh boy is literally game changing yeah we literally would, we would have people i would imagine dead oh for, for sure that, because criticals would have brought us down so much in well, that fights. would have been dead or we'd have to take extra time and detours just to heal. There's no yeah. telling how many enough guardian officers will be dead by now if we yeah. have that quick healing. At least <laughs> at least a, seven. A real shame. You'd be on bill the third <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. 
Yeah, but is there any other like profession skills or things that you've invested in that uh, at the end that you want to talk about? She's charismatic and deceitful. Yeah, yeah typical me. <laughs> and uh, that fire skip, that fire spell, clutch. Mm, that's a good spell. Roll to see if you're on fire. I hate hearing that every single combat. It's just like <laughs> you're on fire. So, God, does it make you flash back to Drinder? It does. <laughs> yeah, Drinder again is Jacob's fire kineticist, who I uh, brutally killed in our Reign of Winter game. Boy, I there's no greater pain because your set people on fire ability in that game, much like Viverwins, was very strong. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Being on fire in Pathfinder is usually like a D6 or something like that, but yours was different. Yours was like a lot, just like Viverwins. It, it was. It, it was still like a, Yeah, it was still a D6. It's just everything was weak against fire. So. Yeah. Well, it's like with Viverwind, it reminds me of Drender because there's so many times where something is set on fire and it's already dead. <laughs> it just doesn't know it. It yet. just doesn't that's, know it yet. That's right. It's it's already dead. I know it's going to die. There's nothing I can do to stop it, but it's not its turn, so it doesn't die yet. <laughs> and then it, you know, we spend the whole round, and someone else rolls against it for fun, and it comes to its turn, and it goes to do something and just dies. Yeah. Beautiful. <sighs> yeah. So uh, that's where we. I guess that's where we're going to have to leave off with your improvements. Yeah. Uh, feels weird Last improvements it feels yeah. weird because you know we've ended a long-term campaign before uh and that that was a big moment and we ended forbidden yeah. lands and that you feel something it's not quite as deep but ah uh, it's just it feels weird to already be doing this again yeah yes um, but let's get let's get into it uh let me set the scene here we're talking here like it's the last episode we're strong we're gonna do great we're all gonna die why do you think I upped resist coercion just in case? <laughs> the priestess is secretly a corpse amalgam. <laughs> oh, oh no. my god. Oh no. Boy, what a spicy way to end if, if that was the case. Congratulations. Now she just pulls out a dead. gun and casts bullet. Die. <laughs> Looks Gunslinger! Like this is the last episode for you. <laughs> Somebody call an ambulance, but not, but for, not me. for me. Durgamir charges in. <laughs> and helps her. You want this call, Micah? <laughs> uh, no, but you guys uh, have been camping out in this uh, secret alchemical lab in the sewers under Baron Anselberg's house in Maribor. Uh, and you, you hear Anigia come to the door and you catch her surprise. You see that she's wearing like traveling. Lingerie. <laughs> no. <laughs> she's wearing like traveling clothes and has like some st- stuff packed oh, on her. She wanted to go with him. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, and yes, she is also carrying an AK-47. No! <laughs> We're all dead. Seven what? sticks of dynamite. Peppermint, no. I got a whole magazine of fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say whenever you see her come up uh, to the door? Nug has his sword drawn. Because, uh, you know, we were expecting violence. Yeah, seriously, I do too. Does she have a weapon on her? Uh, Make an awareness roll real quick. Oh, crap. Can I do it as well? Sure. That is a seven for Nug. <laughs> I got a 19. 19 and Viverwin, you got a 15. Uh, I'll say that Nug, uh, you can't tell. 
and then <laughs> Viverwin and Ineth, you can see that she has like a a dagger, a or dagger something. on something like yeah. that on her hip, but that's not too uncommon. It wouldn't match up with the injuries we've seen. Nug might not notice this, but the others might. Uh, and even with a nineteen that uh, Ineth got, I on the hip and a sheath, you wouldn't know. She says, "What? What is this? Some sort of trick?" Oyer, it is. You best step in here. It'll Where's Berend? Dead. What? What? <laughs> Oyer, Wait, what? What? <laughs> what have you done with him? Killed him. I, we did. Shut up. Uh, you should know that Jacob physically shrank into <laughs> his shoulders. Well, he is role-playing Nug. I teleported all around this god's forsaken continent. I found him, and I slit his throat in the night. Roll a deception check. What? What are you gamers doing us? I want to see if she's going to pull out, like, a secondary weapon. Uh, fair enough. All right. 19. Yeah. Watch her just burst out oh. into tears Hold and on. be a lame boss. No, no, it doesn't need to roll because we've talked this through. <laughs> <Not> uh, <laughs> I mean, you say this, and she looks at you, and she just breaks down crying. Oh, okay. No, I actually didn't. Is that what you say? Yeah. <laughs> or st- the emotional whiplash. Or, I know this is rough, but step inside and close that orb behind you, please. Uh, make a persuasion roll. I don't make Nug make persuasion. This I is... I'm much better. Nug, 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 Nug. Uh, it's an 11. She doesn't move, but she looks up and she's got like tears all over her face because you just told her Baron Anselberg was dead. Yeah. Why are you toying with me like this? Listen. Because somebody is creeping through the sewers, killing people. Somebody from your temple is killing people, and we didn't know who, so we spread misinformation to trap them here. So I need you to step inside, because if you leave, you might run into them, and they will kill you, because they are an assassin. I know you're upset, but you're in danger. Please step to the back of the room. So she'll step in. She's like, well... How do you know this one of our priestesses? We'll let Nug do this? All right, Nug will keep going. Sure. Uh, If no one stops Nug, we... I don't trust her. Oh, well, too late now. We found letters to you and another priestess in this room, and one of the officials died in this house. So if if you knew about a secret room, you could get in without breaking into the house and kill him. So only you two, as far as we know, knew about this secret room. So it had to be one of you two. And if it ain't you, and he'll just kind of trail off there. Who else? Why would it be me? Because we found your letter in this room. Well, it's got to be whoever else that is. It's not me. Can I roll awareness? I just came here to see Berend. Based uh, on her reactions to this? Is there like... Awareness? What do you... What is, uh, human oh, perception. Per, is it perception? Yeah, you can all roll okay. human perception if you I, I like. Wanna, I want to know if this seems genuine or not. What's the negative that I take? Uh, minus two, I believe. Yes, it's Shut minus two. Up, human perception. I think we said three at one point, but it's actually minus two. I yeah. Believe. Uh, so Ineth gets a twelve. Nug, Nug got a seventeen. Yeah. I got and, a nineteen. Uh, yeah, Viverwin, even with the minus two, got a nineteen. I'll say, Viverwin. So oddly enough, you know that she is absolutely lying. <gasps> I'm going to uh, cast the fire at her. Oh no! Ah! Just straight out cast fire. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, well, this took an interesting direction. Uh, roll, roll spellcasting. Let me clarify. I know that she's lying. Oh, you are a hundred percent sure that About she's putting on a show. You're a hundred percent sure that she's putting on a show, and with a nineteen, especially given everything else, you pick up a sense of fear that you're she, that you guys are onto her. Ha ha! That's what we need. Nug. 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 Go ahead, make me your spellcasting <laughs> roll. Eighteen. I rolled a four on the die, which is a 19. Oh. Uh, and with that, you shoot your fireball at her. It fires off into the the stone walls of this sewer chamber. Roll for initiative. All right. I was about to wow. say Nug is going to charge her, but yeah. Uh-oh. It's the, uh, it's wow. the emotional whiplash that lowered her her defenses enough for yeah, me to be able to see through it. It's very, it very that well could be. Story, that story wise, I like it. Manipulative and kind of mean, but I get it. <gasps> but that's cap. sort of what Everwin would do. You played uh, your character. Take a bottle cap. <gasps> Thank you. Because yes. it does seem like that was on purpose. Uh, I will not question it, which is exactly what you want to hear a DM say. <laughs> 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 so she seems like she actually cared about the Baron. Yes. Was willing to leave her cult behind. Well, I mean, we killed her cult, so yeah, not much to leave behind. So then, was she? Are we saying we think she was not actually a priestess, or you think that she was defecting to the cult, a or priestess of something else? She was a priestess in the temple, but she was also a member of the cult. She was both. Double life. Nug doesn't know, but Viver went through fire, and Nug trusts Viver went. Yeah, that's so. Nug's going to throw himself. That's what Inef is going to go with. Let me pull out my GM screen that I didn't think I was going to need. What do you mean you didn't think you were going to need? If she's an assassin, we're going to fight her. Listen, I thought this combat was going to... Not combat. I thought this interaction was going to go one or two ways. Uh, I knew it had the potential to go this way, but I did not... Then you should have prepared for it. How does this end without violence? You arrested one person and it didn't work out. I don't know. All right, so I've got your initiative sorted here. Ineth, you got a 16. Nug, you got a 15. Riverwind, you got a 13. And I rolled a natural one for her with an <laughs> eight. Um, <laughs> she, 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 she going down. She's not looking great. Uh, I'll say this much because you got caught her by surprise. She looking a feared. Uh, okay, so Ineth, you get to act first. What would you like to do? Um, oh boy. Uh, so I'm assuming we got a fight. Yeah, and I'm not going to take us to a map because I don't think it will matter. The room wasn't particularly yeah, the room big. Was, and we were waiting like within attack distance of the door and she Correct. walked in. I guess so. the only question <laughs> is, do we want to knock her out or do we want to just straight up kill her? What does Ineth want to do? In Ineth's case, she didn't even know that this person was the issue until Viv threw fire. So I think I'm going to pause and see what happens with the next, and I will hold hold my turn. Uh, she was a little bit taken aback. Okay. Because she believed her. Okay, so next will be Nug. Nug will... Is she next to the door, or did she step in? She stepped in. Nug will walk up to her. He'll do action, move action. Nug will confidently jazz walk up. Uh-huh. Uh, with hands, you know, flying through the air. Uh, he will fast attack her non-lethally. Okay. So that swordsmanship. Oh, that's 
Fantastic. The What'd first attack is a 25. Uh, that will beat my defense by six, which is not a critical, but it will beat it. So go ahead and roll your non-lethal damage. Cord damage will be 26. Oh, do, lo- wow. do we do location for non-lethal? I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, roll so, your location. That's going to be the head. I rolled a one <gasps> oh on a God. D10. Oh my goodness. Um, She's going down. So I won't have to act. Halved because of non-lethal is 13. Uh-huh. Times three is 39. Non-lethal damage. Okay. Broadside she still standing? walloped her. Uh, I'll just pull back the curtain here. Uh, she has stamina of 40. Oh. Oh, no. So, barely. Dang it. <laughs> uh, and then your second attack was... A fumble. A for fumble a by six. A melee attack at six. Your weapon glances half and you are staggered. What does staggered mean? Staggered. Uh, you are thrown th- off balance <laughs> and you take a minus two to your actions and defenses. At the beginning of your next turn, okay. you recover your balance and the penalty ends. So That's you're just going to roll it a minus two. Uh, does a 13 hit? Uh, let's see. No, it will not hit. I did not think I so. Act. Nope. Oh, Because no, I could mind. do an extra action. First attack is 17. That's going to miss. And then the second attack is an 18. Is also going to miss. Oof, duh. And then Nug will move. He'll use the remainder of his movement to move past her and block the door okay. with his body. Fuck yeah. That's when I act. Then. All right. Ineth, what are you going to do? I'm going to follow Nug's um, example and attack. With fast strikes, <laughs> uh, non-lethally. I'd like to okay. imagine this, just Nug waltzes up, smacks her in the head with the sword, uh-huh. swings three more times, and just <laughs> continues to move past her, his back to the door, like whiff, 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 whiff. sitting there wiggling like a tennis player, daring her to try <laughs> and go past him. Twirling the sword in your hand. Ooh-hoo. Oh my god. So fast strikes, I got 23 from my first attack. Okay. Did you take the needed... Negative. There's no penalty. There's no penalty. So there's no penalty. It's it's your damage. Your damage. Oh, okay. Thank God. Fun fact. Aha. Uh-huh. When you take more than one defensive action around. <laughs> no. You, she fell unconscious to... before it was in Ina's no! turn. <laughs> I, but I didn't think about it till it was Ina's oh turn. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so Ina lines up this beautiful <laughs> shot, beautiful. and she just fucking falls. Oh. Yeah. When you. Oh dear. When you what? take more than one defensive action, oh you have to spend God. a single point of stamina oh. for every extra defensive action you do in a round. That's right. Uh, oh my she God. She had one point of stamina left to spend. So <laughs> mechanically, after Nug's first attack, she dodged and fell to the floor. But narratively, <laughs> I- what happened is Nug beats her in the head <laughs> whiff whiff whiffs and dances around to block the door Ineth comes up and looks to just smack her again raises her hand up she just goes ah. and, and she <laughs> moves to dodge and just passes out on the floor up were you that scared uh, she says nothing because she is unconscious <laughs> I didn't know I, my own strength I want to search her prone form to see if there's anything that would be indicative of it. That weird hole type wound they all had. I very specifically want to look at the back of the dagger to see if there is a little gem that you can press that will have like a puncture wound thing rather than a stabby wound thing. So you look on her person. Uh, She has, you know, some money. She has some 
uh, clotting powder and some like herbs. Uh, and then, yes, she has this dagger, and you pull it out, and mechanically, it's called a jambia. Ooh. Which okay. I forget if if that looks that much different. Uh, but They're very curvy. Yeah, so it isn't your typical dagger. It may look more normal in its sheath, uh, but the mechanically, it has the armor-piercing effect, and it also has a 100% chance to bleed. Oh. Uh, at least in her hands. Uh, I'm glad she didn't stab us. Yeah. And the way that I've kind of set that up is you guys looking at this would know that this could create those really just brutal puncture wounds. I want to tie her up. And I want to... What is She's wearing like travel gear, right? Should I do the tying up since it would end up being a crafting thing? Sure. But I want to like pull aside anything right to where she usually stabbed the people so that it's skin. What do you mean? So like where did where did she normally attack uh, the people? Was it like a sucking chest wound? Yes. Okay. So I kind of want to like uh, pull her shirt apart just a little bit to bear the skin there. (laughs) Chest wounds do suck. Great chest ahead. Uh, not like, <laughs> not like to strip her. I know, I know, I know. I'm just making a oh, shitty, yeah. making Elden, dumb joke. Yeah. That's why then, I went. I'm getting a bit uncomfortable here. And then I want to wait for her to wake up uh-huh. with the dagger um, like pressed to her uh, sternum and just a fingertip on top of it, holding it up. Yeah, you might want to use magic, otherwise we'll yeah. be here for a couple of hours. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like. It doesn't have to be the whole time. Just right. whenever I start thinking she's going to wake up. Yeah, so uh, you tie her up, you get this set up, uh, you, you know, expose like the center of her chest so you can have the dagger pointed there. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, a small uh, glowing rune appears on the floor that says great chest ahead, lol. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. And then uh, you, we Ooh, don't have to. I crouch to, a little bit. I have smelling salts. <laughs> uh, I, we, we don't have to. Uh, oh, we could wake her up. Wait this out mechanically. Uh, uh-huh. You have access to healing magic. You could use something, I guess, like smelling salts or I'll to just that effect. Kill her. You could just cover her in vodka and potato chips. Um, what a horrible way to wake up. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, you're able to we wake her up. Really Draw on her face with drunk. a marker. And she says, <laughs> Fine. Yes, uh, it was me. I, I, I did it. I stab her. I, I want to hear what she has to say. You do? Do you stab her? Yeah. Uh, make an attack roll. She's tied up. I oh, know. It's, it's a base attack. Oh, yeah. What's your small arms? <laughs> uh, Small blades is zero. You still have a good, decent. It's not going to be hard to hit a 10. You I want to hear how she did it and why. Funny. Uh, this is just strike. The fuck do I hit? Which one is it? Oh, you're looking for, um... Never mind, I don't do this. (laughs) There's too many buttons. You go to, uh... Well, what's your, uh... Small blades is a reflex skill, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, Just roll your reflex since plus zero. Eight. Eight? (laughs) Eight on the die or eight total? Uh, that's a... Oh. No, okay, so I rolled a nine. That would be with my reflex. That would be 17. That's a lot better. All right. Uh, (laughs) It's about to be an Owen situation. (laughs) What are the chest simple criticals? 
Uh, they are. DM. <coughs> Cracked ribs and foreign object. But foreign object it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just rem- a little bit. This remove- is not to kill her. You remove- this is to make it hurt. You remove the clothing and somehow still got a foreign object stuck it's in there. It's the knife. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. This is indeed a, a foreign Jambia. object. Uh, all right. For damage, just go ahead and roll me 2d6 plus 2. Stop. I don't want damage. I want to hurt her, and I want to make her sound like she's in pain while you role play. You stabbed her. Yes, okay. just a little bit. Roll the damage. <laughs> Roll the damage. <laughs> you either stab someone a lot or not at all. Five. <laughs> Five points of damage. Uh, <laughs> and it doesn't take much for this wound to start bleeding. Because, again, this 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 blade is particularly vicious uh, that she wields. Um, and she starts hold it in there. bleeding. And she screams in pain. Shut up. Uh <laughs> Like, uh, Ufta, you crossed a lot of lines doing what you did. <laughs> the reason I did it, <laughs> the, the Nilf Guardians are going to wipe us out eventually. <laughs> they don't worship Melita, they worship the Great Sun. We are on a ticking clock until they either execute us or forcefully convert us. <laughs> the others don't see it like that. <sighs> So I was trying to do my part to, to send them going their way. But I was I was I was on my way out of the city tonight. Things weren't going my way. The cult's gone and I was on my way out of the city. I thought Baron was was back here and I was trying to meet up with him before leaving. Is Baron part of this clan? No. Or if then you... what makes you think he'd want you still? Ooh. You're Burn. a piece of murderous shit. It was two time in ye. And you're not even his only Melitala worshipper. You're nothing to him. Well, Siska isn't heading out, so I am. <laughs> I, I got a question. If you worship Melitala, does you also worship the, the spider dude? No. So, but did you have contact with the cult? No. Wait, Ineth. did the cult have nothing to do with these murders? No. But you made it look like they did. Of course. Ineth's oh, you're just, smart. I didn't want to go leaving around symbols of Melita on dead enough guardians. You's real clever. You, you, <laughs> Doug will give a little tiny little clap. You's real clever, except Ineth. for coming here. Uh, would you please she go get the guards? She takes two bleed damage. <laughs> it's just it's not a very good... Priestess of Melitala. Don't, don't. Just let me go on my way. No, if, no. If you, oh, if, no. if you turn me in, they'll they'll take vengeance on the other priestesses. I know it. No, they won't. Yeah, because I mean, we're it's just to... a self-fulfilling prophecy oh, at that no. point in time, isn't oh, it? Oh, we'll make a deal with you. We'll just kill you now and just say you was a hidden assassin in the temple from the cult. Easy problem. A temple ain't blamed. Use a hidden assassin. It's the cult that takes all responsibility. It doesn't matter. If they stop trusting does. the temple. The, the relationship already isn't great. We're on our way out so they can replace us with whatever emperor worship they want to instill. Please, if you if you need to kill me, just blame it on the cult. Don't blame it on me. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> but don't listen? make me part of the cult. We got to give them a body. There's plenty of bodies of cultists in here if your no, work is to be believed. No, we already killed them all. Did you get them out of the sewer? 
Did we get our sewer? I think we pushed them into we the acid We pushed them into stuff. the acid poo. Unfortunately, they've been dissolved by feces. <laughs> oh, I did not know that was mechanically what you did with them. Uh, is it what we did, though? I, like, I feel like we I mentioned you just it left once. A pile maybe, of, we just, maybe we just left them. If that's the case, that's great. It's up to you guys, but I thought you just left the Matt Mercers in a heaping pile. I, that does, I don't <laughs> remember Matt doing Mercers. anything with them, yeah. so I think you're right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take the knife out. Uh, she takes two more points of bleed damage, yeah, and then I'm gonna cast magic healing on her. Okay. Does that stop the bleeding? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna very gently button up her shirt again, make sure that she's all set. The message whatnot. on the crown goes away. <laughs> That's very objectifying and gross. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We've introduced. This is a torture scene. We've introduced from soft games into here, so I think that is accurate. Even if there is no, uh, you know, just even if it's just a small spot <laughs> for you to stab. Doug wipes the message away. It's, it's ain't a moment for us. <laughs> <laughs> it was. He nug. disconnects the Wi-Fi so that he can't connect and see messages. It was Nug the whole time leaving messages. No. All the remote players are just playing Nug. Uh, okay, so yeah, you heal her up. Uh, you uh, erase the message. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Well, I, I, a cleverest person, I, uh, I leave this up to mine smarter than me own. I have a question. What? Did you put those hexes on us? No, you were hexed. Is she lying? Roll human perception. Oh. I want to roll on that. The cult should not have heard about us. I don't know what's happening. Everybody's lying. <laughs> Nug got Nug has the math 18. symbols floating in front of his face. Nineteen. Uh, no, yeah, you can tell she's absolutely not lying. Uh, in fact, she says, "No, we we <sighs> rubbing at her uh, raw chest wound. She's definitely bound. Um, oh, totally. <laughs> Flip <laughs> onto the ground. Good. Face into the dirt, rubbing her chest on it. Uh, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> no, but she says, "No, we we had to treat people from uh, the cult's hexes all the time." I don't even know how to cast spells. <laughs> Very bad priest. No, she... Mechanically, I, she I, has, like, non-magical healing skills. So then why were we hexed? Because... Because there actually was a cult? Somehow the cult heard we were going after them, I guess? I mean, you did come down into their miasma-filled yeah. lair. Uh, yeah. True that. Hey, if we know how you snuck an ear, how'd you sneak into the other places? Sewer's big, yo. But how'd you get into their house? I just know my way around the sewer. House, not sewer. How'd you get from a sewer into their house? Come out of a manhole at night. And were their doors just unlocked? Well, but you had to break in, you know. I could pick a lock. You know what? Oh, can you? I, yeah. I, don't, I don't care one way or other. I was just curious. I think I might have use for you. Oh? Uh-oh. Yes. Uh-oh. Hey, Viver, when he'll kind I'm of... not going to vivisect her. No, no, you pull her down. Yes. Like, I know what you got uses for her, but can we trust her? And she was murdering people. In short, isn't this, you know, guardians waves his hand. But <laughs> They're barely people. Well, I, I know, but like... <laughs> I'd have the background just nods knowingly. <laughs> but like, I, I I mean, at least that quartermaster was nice to it. Uh, no, but that's not the point. Can we trust her? I mean, I'm not going to let her keep this dagger. Yeah, but she can get another dagger. It's not hard to find not a dagger. Not a big special one. Yeah, but stabbing is stabbing. I just want to make sure. Can't we get easy? You know, you know, you know, I know. I'm sorry. You do you. 
It's, I, I left a, a smart reminder. Ineff just kind of goes, ah, uh, we do need a culprit. Oh, the cults. We could go grab None a body. Yeah, we grab yes. a body. Just pull pull Matt Mercer from the deck. Yeah, that's actually a fair point. We can't. We can just just do the that. most fresh one we can find. <laughs> Nug is confused, but he said he would leave it up to smarter minds. And I'm gonna. What's your plan? I'm gonna put like my foot right on her shoulder. Oof. Dig in my heel while I lean down, get my face maybe <gasps> like five inches from hers. You have big heels. <laughs> I'm a big girl. <laughs> She is quite tall. <gasps> Big lady. <laughs> uh, Look. No, I just set I the don't anvil. Agree chest. with what you did. But those people up there, they're innocent. And they will suffer from what you've did. Because you got caught, you stupid bitch. But you are smart enough. Smart enough that I think I could have a use for you, that we could have a use for you. Yeah. Knuckle not. He has no idea what's happening. <laughs> Such a nug thing. We are going to be leaving anyways. After we get the money, we're gone. We'll take you somewhere safe. Oh. But you're going to serve us while we get you there. Listen, you you let me go. You no. tr- drag up. <laughs> you just don't turn me in. You drag oh, up geez. one of those Matt Mercers. <laughs> No, but you track up one of those cultists. I'll I'll do whatever you need. Just don't let it, don't let this fall on the temple. You really should have thought more. Well, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you and you. Uh, (laughs) Not again. (laughs) Not again. Uh, (laughs) Continue. Listen. (laughs) Do better. <laughs> do better. Uh-huh. Stop killing. No, no, no. Do better at killing. I come from a line oh. of Scoyatel. They have yet to be captured. I was captured, but I was also a kid. Are you offering to teach her to be sneaky? I think that she has a promising future in politics. So you want to uh, forcibly uh, recruitify her. Uh, what are you going to do? She, uh, just from what you talked to, just, she wants to get out of here, um, and she doesn't want the temple or anyone connected to the temple to take the blame. Yeah. Let's, but let's how turn in the dagger with just a body that was not checked. Won't, <laughs> won't the, um, Nilf Guardians notice one of the priestesses missing? Yeah, but she could have just ran. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure they a lot would. of people have tried to escape the city. Yeah, like that's... Now here's the question. Are we going to get in trouble if we try to get this bitch out of the city? Uh, I mean, she seems like she already had a plan to get out of the city. Um, we could follow her? I mean, we're not going to have to fight to get out of the city. They're just no, gonna let us we could put her in our luggage. <laughs> yes. Oh, now you we curl up here, you know. Cut her into pieces, put her in that's our luggage. That's a little bit... Take her out of the city and put her back together. I, I more so meant like we Perfect. hide her underneath like a sleeping roll in a cart. No. On her backs? No one say, do we have a cart? her in the tent bag. Uh, I mean, if you wanted to silently escape, there's... I have, I have an idea. Okay. Does Viverwin have like a cloak? Viverwin probably sure. has like a cloak. We put the cloak on her and Viverwin teleports. <laughs> Uh-huh. Is she tall enough <laughs> to pass as Viverwin? Listen, if we're gonna let her go, just let her go. 
The thing is, I don't want to let her go without getting something in return. I, I, I know. I'm evil. Okay. Uh, oh, so, no. But what are your next steps? Uh, uh, I assume you're going to keep her down here against her yeah. wall. I mean, Tie like, her up. She's already Should we up. just fucking let her go? I... Should we just let her go and meet up with her? If she, if we let her go to she's meet up with her, she's not going to meet go. up with us. You could try to convince her with like some kind of diplomacy thingy, and yeah. then we let her go. But then that's up. Then Derek yeah. does that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, like we could offer her a fucking job. Yeah, that would be potentially useful to this her. Would, but we mm-hmm. got our last. You NPC straight up friend. tortured her. If yeah. I were her, I'd run. The thing is, you made it better. I got better. I got better. It's it's not that I tortured her. It's that I pointed out the flaws in her logic. By stabbing her. You did torture her. (laughs) She was I appreciate that I'm being allowed to talk. (laughs) Sorry. Got better has not stopped being funny to me. Yeah, but I mean. Fair enough. I'm sure there's a way you could smuggle her out of the city yourself. She seems to have already concocted some sort of plan to get out by the way she looks. Um, Did I find out where Baron Anselberg was? Yes, he's in Kovir. Right. Uh, uh, I'll inform her of that and then sort of like make eye contact with the other two before, as an okay, before I make a move to let her go. So you're going to tell her that's where he is? Yes. All right, yeah, she uh, believes you. Uh, I had a role because... Uh, you guys have been a little bit wishy-washy with the truth. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, um, I, yeah. I don't know yeah. what she's talking about. <laughs> I no, did say he was dead. I definitely did say that he was dead. You definitely both said he was dead and that he was here at different yeah. points in time. Oh, we've we've been about. nothing but liars, but we've been good liars. Nugs never tell a lie. Listen, I'm going to lie to you. I'm going to lie to you. And he turns around. No, but yeah, um, uh, she she says, that's where I thought he was. Um, oh, really? <laughs> well, he talked about his winter home there all the time. Uh, so I, that's where I was going to head. But I thought he, m- until... Might be coming back to get something that he left here. Right. Yes. I mean, it worked, didn't it? Listen, you. If you need anything healing-wise, I, I'm a pretty okay NPC doctor. You, if you, <laughs> if you're ever in Podvaris and I'm there, just stop by. Oi, or we could have know, some work for you. I, I know you really like this Baron fella, but like, if you's ever looking for a steady job, we might have something for you. If I can put some things together, you're smart enough, and you are capable enough. Just like stop assassinating people. Don't assassinate people that we want to help. Listen. That's going to hurt our paycheck. Listen. They're Nilfgaardians. I mean, that's fair. Oh, but the money but is they're good, rich you know. Nilfgaardians. Oh. Uh, do you let her go? Yeah. Do I let her go? Yeah, All right. Let her go. Listen. Yeah, fine. She does make a somewhat decent point about the people at the temple, and the people at the temple were nice to us. They don't Should deserve we tell to them? suffer. No. Should we tell the people, your sisters at the temple? No. No? Just that you ran off? She Any did. closure for them? She R U N N O F T. Runt off. Run off. Say whatever you will, just don't let any of the blame be traced back to them. Can do. I'm sure if you just if you bring up one of those what did you describe them as? 
cultists. Matt Mercer. This is cultists. They did all look the same. They did. You saw them? I mean, I traveled through the sewer. I saw the weirdos in their hoods. Um, No, but yeah, drag up one of their fresh corpses. I'm sure that'll convince the Nilf Guardians. They were dead set on it being them anyway. It was so easy to fool them. (sighs) Uh, But yeah, she'll set off into the sewer uh, with all her gear. Except Um, the knife. Yeah, rather, except Um, the knife. I could give her a different knife, but not a bleedy boy knife. Like, just like one, we just pick up one of the daggers. I mean, with the lack of bug beast and cultist Matt Mercer in the sewer, she's probably not too threatened getting out of here, so. She turns the Uh, corner and immediately dies to a drowner. (laughs) What I'll do before she heads off is bap her with a air pocket. So that she doesn't get sick for like the next 10 minutes. <laughs> she goes out in the sewer, gets sick, and dies. <laughs> that's uh, that's what I'm trying to avoid. Poop. Uh, okay, so yeah, you hit her with that, um, and she uh, goes off. Uh, what do you want to do next? It's the middle of the night. Let's collect. Let's we could go kill somebody else. Grab a cult corpse. We just kill somebody. Just, we can just kill somebody. Grab a Redanian from the sewer. <laughs> hey, I need to borrow you. Shank. Shank. Are, no, 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 no. Let's 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 find a let's find a let's find a high-ranking uh, Nilfgaardian official. Kill him, and then use him as let, the guy. Let, let's just grab. Let's see. Let's just chaos. Grab a cult corpse because that's more believable someone's chaos engine has been activated go and find the (laughs) chaos gremlin cultiest looking matt mercer yeah Uh, okay are there any of them with like 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 wearing green makeup or with long purple robes maybe they've got like black hair and really dark under eye circles yeah looking for the the, one with the the curly mustache honestly probably the non matt mercer matt Uh, the the, the one that looks the most like a disney villain yeah you find one who looks the fit the part and uh you pull out his phone and it's uh still has evanescence playing on it Can you see? Uh, just grab him by the foot and drag his corpse out. I don't even pick him up. You drag him. Uh, the face have, make sure he has a weapon across yeah. the cobblestones of the sewer. The weapon we have, that we the have the thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, just yeah. just put that weapon in. Here's his something that I would like to do. Uh-huh. Um, I want to like be where the people are. Acid dip him a little bit so that they can't check his wounds. Scoop I out, mean, we're the ones who killed him. Poured on him. You just slap his body on the acid poop for a little bit and. Or we just stab him a couple more times. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> thing Give him is, wounds that the thing is he, won't be, he won't be fresh bleedy. I think by dragging him through the filth as we're leaving, that will hide all of that. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not joking when I say Nug just kind of grabs him by the ankle and drags him okay. as we walk through okay. the, uh, the did, sewers. Did the Nilfgaardians go down in the sewers that we Oh, no, of? never. No? Okay. No. <laughs> nice. Ew, I'm going to ask. Sewers. I'm the whole ask reason the they hired you is because they super duper did not want to go down there. Uh, they're the too busy. Just to make sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the refugees, and the, they're not Redanians, they're uh, Maribor, ex-Maribor citizens, Tamarians. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, they'll, they'll tell you, the whole reason the Nelf Guardians hired you, you know, is because it's they're too they busy. because they didn't want to go in the stinky place. They're too busy fighting stinky. a war to stinky. deal with cultists and disease. And also, like, yeah, they have a lot of, like, muscle in terms of troop power, but, like, it's super duper needed. And individually, sending, like, three or four soldiers down here would not end well for them, especially with, like what you've ended up having to fight, like the monsters, they get wiped out. They need to send a lot of people down here, and that's like a commitment they can't make. 
Yeah, we was professionals. They're too busy fighting a war. Yeah. Uh, and you are somewhat competent, uh, at least at this point in the campaign, at monster exactly hunting. exactly how I describe me. Somewhat competent. <laughs> like, it's not incompetent. Um, We're not good mystery solvers, but we can smack. It's on the scale of fully competent to not. It's... Uh, uh, Anyway. And to the Nilfgaardians, we're disposable. Who cares if we die down the soap I was given an ounce of power with that um, with that hostage. Yeah. And it immediately went to my head. Yep. <laughs> like a true mage. Like yep. You, like usual. Uh, you, short, you just love to torture prisoners. I'm sorry. It happens every time. I mean, I wasn't... Kiss your pants. I wasn't very shocked. We've already had this happen on air, but like literally every time Drow gets a chance to interrogate someone, it's a little horrifying. Just a little bit. Nug just likes to punch. <laughs> All right, I go so for you, psychological immediately before <laughs> delving into the physical. You drag your Matt Mercer. You you, you carry him his face down across the cobblestones. Matt Mercer, if you ever I, listen to this, I do not. I'm very clear. I do not carry. I drag him by the ankle. Uh, I'm sorry. Not Matt Mercer, but the cultist. Of course. I'm yes. sorry that we have somewhere in our demented backstory associated your face with cultists. With cultists. Um, <laughs> because listen, we're idiots, okay? I'm sure he'd love it. <laughs> I would love to there, find this out. I will say, there's nothing funnier than putting out like 10 different pawns with different like roles Matt <laughs> Mercer has been in. We can never do this like... <laughs> on on a stream or something because no. we can't use his likeness. No, but the, we could uh, ask. And in our private <laughs> roll twenty, <laughs> it's very entertaining to have like ten different iterations of him on the map. Uh, Matt Mercer, please respond. I would like to use your face for your cultists. It's very funny. Um, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> but no, you drag, you, you slap him on the on the acid on the shit. poop. You know, like on a like bacon on a frying pan to oh sizzle him up a little bit. Uh, mm, smells horrible. Oh God! <laughs> and what happens is the next, whenever you bring him up to the the Nilf Guardian uh, replacement commander uh, that you're dealing with, uh, he's not been too impressed with you. But you drag this guy out, and uh, it, it makes a scene whenever you do like this stinking, very obvious cultist. <laughs> um, and what do you say to him? We Here's found, your precious princess. We found your straggler. Up oh, here he is. Well, it took you long enough, but good, good job. Uh, you don't even need to roll. He is absolutely convinced that uh, this particular Mercer has been the culprit. Uh, and you are all paid 300 crowns. Woo! Woo. Money, money, money. Money. And that... <gasps> is the end of what we play and we go directly into the after game cutscenes. <laughs> How did you know? Gasp. Gasp. And the scene fades to black. We all fuck. Uh, oh. I, uh, um, I, hold on. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't. Inif does not see her companions that way. Nug gets uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, with that, you you turn in your, your your quest, so to speak. You all get paid, and Dosh and our little story comes Dosh. to an end. Uh, and I have some uh, some some quick things. Some yes, some uh, cutscene esque vignettes <laughs> I would like to share with you as we uh, as we uh, lose focus on our intrepid crew. 
I got Nug's thing if you want me to do it. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, I know, uh, peeking behind the screen here, I've had all of our players try to come up with ideas for what they want to do at the end of this, but uh, let's, let's, I have some vignettes I want to read and then we can discuss what we want oh. your, uh, what we want your characters to do as we uh, finish this, this story. Um, so here we go. The sun sets on a golden summer night in Kaidwin. Fireflies twinkle in the fading daylight around a small wooden stage set up on the soft green grass just outside the town of Banard in the foothills of the Blue Mountains. A little theater troupe is putting on a show. (laughs) They better not be showing the show of us killing the Witcher. (laughs) It's one of their first showings of their new play. God damn it. (laughs) The Knighting of Sir Bear. It depicts a lowly bear rising to knighthood through acts of bravery. The bear is knighted by an angelic white dragon and is shown defending the realm against a demonic cat. Ha! Oh my god! That is really clever. The knighted Sir Bear is also shown befriending a giant one-eyed hammer maiden with a giant pet chicken. Is Nug the bear? A giant pet chicken? (laughs) The play is well received for its comedy and story. Is Nug the pet chicken? And one audience member hiding in a tree line away from the crowds laughs himself to tears and wipes them away with his craggy rock troll hands. That's so glad he's okay. In a tree? He's just in the tree line. Oh, okay. Somewhere out in the wide plains along the northern border of Redania, two figures sit around a small campfire under a clear starry sky. Over the fire, a small pot of beans cook. No, (laughs) shut up. While the two men sit saying absolutely nothing while looking stoically out into the distance. God. One has a wide-brimmed hat and a very familiar mask hanging unworn loosely around his neck. The other has a scarred visage and bright ginger hair and around his neck hanging where Bear's Head Medallion once was is a mask, much like his partner's. Okay, I thought you were going to say it was the Goat Head Medallion. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, oh. oh, and it just went to, I shouldn't have thought that, that's dumb. <laughs> in the far north, on a frozen lake nestled in a valley in the Dragon Mountains, yes. workers another burnt down house. cut and heave great blocks of ice. <laughs> On the shore of the lake is a very small village with only a few houses and a white 2009 Subaru Outback. (laughs) (laughs) Where the the frozen lake meets the shore, we see two people out on the ice, a young girl with her arms out to each side balancing precariously, and an older teenage boy with shaggy hair, a secret pack of Biscoffs, (laughs) and the name of an old man. He's teaching her how to skate. Aww. Yay, Hilt gets to learn how to skate. In the background, we see her father bleeding on the snow. (laughs) With a black eye from Nug punching him. The silhouette of a dwarf in the distance. (laughs) We see a pack of wolves eating a giant frog's corpse. Uh, Yeah, but that's that's the the end of what I had. Some little nice little wrap-up scenes. That's a good One I'll add to this now, because I couldn't write it ahead of time, is we also now see Anegia of Maribor making her way to Pontfaris. Uh, opening the door to Baron Anselberg's house. Fucking two other ladies. And he comes like to the door excited to see her and she slaps him. 
Yes! <laughs> and then she stabs him. And then she Death! stabs him. I mean, no, then she, they embrace. Um, uh, um, uh, he takes off his prosthetic leg and amongst other things and what? don't do anything and else. And his prosthetic dick. <laughs> so, so I have. So it really is a witcher story. Time for, time for sexy sex times. Scene. Let me remove my leg. Take it off. <laughs> Punk. No. Yeah. So. A bit different than last season. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys what you want your characters to do. We already discussed it a little bit. Nug's got this. Uh, but who wants to go first with this? I imagine it's you, Jacob. Yeah, let me go first yeah. because Nug is going to talk to them about his stuff. Uh, right. We're going to, you know, the scenes end and fades back open. We're in a wagon. Maybe we're traveling again with the five under four. We've become quite fond with them. Sure. But as Nug is walking, uh, whether it's next to the wagon and Viverwind's Viver eye, up there and Einitz walking beside him or whatever. I'll be like, Ayer, I've been thinking about some things. That, uh, That's very brave of you. I, I know. It's, I'm trying <laughs> to do better pastime. about it. I, 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 but, I know. I know. But uh, <laughs> we've gotten pretty good at killing monsters. Monsters? Monsters. monsters. Like the cheese. Uh, like yeah, like, like, uh, we're probably good cheesemakers. We, we defeated COVID. <laughs> we're <laughs> we killed the diner chicken. <laughs> we, we wiped the floor with the um, the drowners. That's right. We've got a really good at it. And I was thinking that maybe if we put our heads together, and this is just an idea, I ain't expecting you to join me on this. But I'd like it if we could teach other people how to do this. Maybe even start up a little guild of our own to kill monsters. Witchers kind of cut for this, but they're running out and monsters ain't. So I was wondering if uh, I could use your skills to do this. Or if not your skills, maybe people you know. I'd love to be able to turn more swords into silver, put them into ends of warriors so we can fight monsters. I'd love to teach them how to do it. And having a mage on end is really useful if you get hurt or if you need someone caught on fire. I think if we take our skills and get some other people and teach other groups how to do this, we could, I don't know if we could ever replace the witchers, but we could do the next best thing. That's very noble. Right? <laughs> That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Just Viverwin shrugs. Eh? Or it could take some time, but I think, and you ain't gotta, cause you know, you ain't gotta join me. I know you probably do your own thing, Viverwin. You can go anywhere, to be fair. You can teleport. But like, I could really use your help if you'd be willing to give it. Ineth kind of thinks for a second, and then she looks at Nick and she goes, oh, I have some business to deal with first. But, uh, I might be in. That sounds like a vendetta. You see, I nef wickedly grin. I'd help with a vendetta. That sounds fun. You know what? I think I could stick around a little bit. I will be popping in and out as I have been, talking with the other mages and whatnot, but I think that we have a lot of fun fucking up monsters. That we do. I am really looking forward to this. And that's where it will end for Nug. All right, and... The fate of Nug and his endeavor to uh, create, I, be- I guess, basically a guild of monster hunters. Yeah. Uh, we will leave for another story for another time. Uh, but if you'll humor me, I would like to disclose what I imagine to be the fates of all your characters. Oh, boy. Uh, That's a very interesting concept. No. 
Uh, <laughs> hear me out. No. Uh, no. Uh, Ineth dies at the age of 96. Oh, okay. Uh, oh my god. Working in a forge. Uh, after suffering a heart attack and falling into the forge. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> what the fuck, babe? <laughs> a very accomplished craftsperson that could never be convinced to retire. <laughs> Elderly Nug standing to the side. It's exactly what she wants. <laughs> Uh, Nug would not be standing to the side because oh, no. Nug died tragically young fighting a great Cyclops uh, being crushed Cyclops, by comma, giants. by one of the few actual examples of a giant in the world. <laughs> and Viverwin oh, no. disappears at some point in time and no one knows what happened to her. Ooh. Mysterious. Mysterious. I, I suppose this could be acceptable. You happy with those fates? Oh, no. So it long sound, as Ineth got to destroy it, her enemy? It sounds fitting. It oh, does no, sound like fitting. It. <laughs> it sounds exceptionally fitting. And with that... It's his first fight against a giant, comma, Ineth. And with that... Oh, we'll, my God. <laughs> with that, we, we can, uh, we can uh, close out our season uh, as we see, uh, imagine, if you will, the High Mountain Society of Sorceresses blooming far in the future as another uh, renowned, um, I guess, magical kind of club, uh, a way for sorcerers to reconnect in this uh, more hostile future, uh, putting on their bookshelf... A, a book uh, with all the other like rare and mysterious weird books that they collect. Uh, it looks kind of rough on the shelf compared to everything else, but it says uh, Nug's Bestiary of Giants. Ha! Yes. yes! And that's where we'll end the season. It's in the Aww. discount section. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I found this at the thrift store. No. Thanks for tuning in to our Witcher season. Uh, we've had a blast playing this game. It's been a lot of different things, and, it's, and all of them have been really fun and entertaining. <laughs> it, it has been a very fun game. Uh, tune in next week to Catching Up. Mm-hmm. We're going to uh, answer some questions. We're going to deep dive into our thoughts about the game, uh, peel back the screen even more on some things in the story, and mo- most importantly, we're going to announce what we're going to be playing in Season 3. Dun-dun-dun! So yeah, tune in to Catching Up, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D, gallon. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag thirdgallon, and we are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfi, and you can find more of his work at youtube.com slash Music, and you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash michaelgelfi. Our theme music for this season was composed by Alexander Nakarada. You can find more of his work at serpentsoundstudios.com and support him at patreon.com slash anakarada. That's patreon.com slash A-N-A-K-A-R-A-D-A. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.